What's up, youth? It's Pastor Aaron. Stoked for you guys to listen to this message. Check it out. Good morning. Um, I um, was asked to speak on faithfulness today, and um, I'm going to open us up in prayer, and I have... Um, I've had some things spoken to me this morning, and I'm going to share those. Um, So, Father God, I just thank you for this morning, and I thank you for your faithfulness, Father God. It's because of your faithfulness um, we have hope, and your promises are you're faithful to your promises, and we thank you for that. I thank you for everyone here this morning, and I just pray that um, your word is heard this morning and that they hear your heart this morning, Father God. Thank you. Amen. Um, okay, so this morning, before I speak, well, I walk every morning, but before I speak, I put on worship music and I walk, or sometimes I go on a hike. So I had an opening, but I'm changing it. And I liked when I listen to worship music um, before I speak, I like to listen to, um, can't think of his name right now, but I like to listen to this one guy because his voice is just nice and it sounds good, and there's not a whole lot of controversy with him, so I just get to focus on the worship. Um, but this song is called Mighty to Save, and it's an old song, and it says, everyone needs compassion, a love that is never failing, and let mercy fall on me. Everyone needs forgiveness, the kindness of a savior, and then... Um, It's a savior. He can move the mountains. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever. The author of salvation. He rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. So take me as you find me. All my fears and failures fill my life again. I give my life to follow everything I believe in. And now I surrender. Um... And that, to me, this morning, I was thinking of all of you guys, and I was thinking of people in my life, and I just, I hope I don't weep through this whole thing, because I just started to cry, because we all need that. We don't, we need that compassion. We need that Savior. We need that forgiveness. And it's because of God's faithfulness and his promises that we have hope in that. He's never going to leave us, and he's never going to forsake us, and he's never going to let us down. And I walked around this week, and I was asking people what they thought faithfulness was. And I was asking them what I actually asked people if they thought I was a faithful person, which is a very funny question to ask people because people get very uncomfortable. I happened to ask Luke while he was in the middle of his second week of VBS, and it was like Wednesday or Thursday, and he was very, very busy, and I said, can I walk and talk with you? And he said, no, you can stand right here and talk to me. (laughs) And um, then he said, do I think you're faithful? Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, you're faithful. Yes, you're faithful. And he ran off because he was so busy. It was so funny. I asked my daughter if she thought I was faithful. And she goes, 
yeah, yeah, I would say you're faithful. And I asked my son, and he said, I guess so. Why are you asking? <laughs> it was just funny to ask people. Then I had Jean, who's really spoken to my life, and I thought she was ready to take down the enemy and just take him down for me for all the lies that were going through my head that day. Um, so I do have three points to make today, um, and they are... Um, what drives me to remain faithful? God, the promise maker, is faithful, and nothing will ever separate me from God's love and grace. Um, but first, I want to define what faithfulness is. Um, it is a fact or quality of being true to one's word or commitments as to what one has pledged to do. In the Bible, David reports God's faithfulness in keeping promises. Faithfulness is a condition of consistency in your character. It's a condition of reliability and trustworthiness. That is, one can trust you. It is an expression of excellence without supervision. It is the acceptance of responsibility. And I thought, wow, I can't believe people would consider me faithful because I always think of God as faithful and he's so perfect that I could never meet that standard. Um, but what drives me to remain faithful is Jesus talks about faithful, and I'm going to read this too, in Matthew 25, 14 through 21. Again, it will be like a man on, going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. One he gave five bags of gold, another two bags of gold, and another one bag, each according to their ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who received five bags of gold went once and put his money to work and gained five more bags. So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid and hid the master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled the accounts with them. And the man who received five bags of gold bought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with few things, and I will put you in charge of many things. Come, share your master's happiness. So I looked this up in my reference Bible, and each servant was given what they could handle, no more and no less. That means if they didn't do what they were supposed to do, it was because of laziness or because they didn't like their master. And it wasn't because they were overwhelmed, because they were given what they could handle. And I thought about this, and I thought, well, that means God entrusts us with gifts, time, gifts, talents, and stuff like that. And we are to invest and not just go put it in a hole somewhere or write it off or discount it. We are to invest until his return. And um, I ask myself often, if God showed up today, would I be able 
to answer for what I've done with my gifts, my talents, and my time? And would I be okay with that answer? I also ask if I have used my time wisely. And the thing is, is if I didn't, it's okay, but I need to make that, those changes in my life. Um, my kids are now 21 and 19, and I started serving at this church um, when they were babies. So I've been serving here for a long time, and I really thought about what makes me stay faithful to my serving. And I have to tell you, I have served under people that I um, don't necessarily agree with. And maybe I didn't even like them. And maybe they didn't like me. And I had made those decisions during that time that that's okay. And it's okay for me to say that because I don't have to serve under somebody I like. It makes everything much better, but I don't have to. The only thing I have to, uh, we have to agree on is that Jesus is the son of God and he came to earth. He walked the earth. He died on the cross. He took our sins upon himself, nailed to the cross. He died three days later. He rose and now he's alive and seated at the right hand of the father. If we agree with that, I can serve under you. And the other thing is, is I believe in honoring. So I have to honor how they want me to serve, even if I disagree with them. I don't have to like anything else they do. And I have to say, I have served during seasons of where I felt completely alone in serving. I have felt abandoned. I felt like there were times where if I didn't show up, nobody would even ever notice or care. I have served through times where it's just like so much fun and we're having a great time. And I love serving under Pastor Aaron and I love the team that I serve with right now, but none of that is why I serve. The reason why I serve is because God has placed you, the youth, on my heart. And that's why I serve. That's why I show up. And that's why I'm, I'm consistent. And I try to be consistent because I believe that people need consistency in their life because this world's so topsy-turnsy right now. It's so crazy right now. And um, I also, um, I can see things in you guys. I can see... The young men here, they, their worship. I can see how you're investing in God. I can see how you're writing and listening and you're showing up. And when I pray for you, I have this um, foundation. I feel like the foundation of our young men is changing. And when you, the world's not ready for what's coming. And I feel like you're gonna be making stands that the world's not gonna know what to do with. And young ladies, I have to tell you, there's so many new faces here this morning, which is great, and I'm so excited. But when I sit with my high school group, they are speaking so much life into each other. They're like lifting each other up. They're praying over each other. And this world says the opposite. It's usually a tear down or talk behind their back or it's like a tear down of women. But I feel like if 
you are all speaking life into each other's lives. You have the authority to go out and speak into other people's lives. And I see things in people. Like I know Gianni here, she loves to read. I can't imagine what it's like when she sits down with the Bible and the Father speaking to her. It must just come to life. And I'm always asking her what new book, but I have a feeling that when she is reading the Bible, it's like God's just bringing it to life and just speaking to her. And she's just waiting to share that with people. And I don't even know if that's true. That's just what I see in her. And I see like Marcelino just serving his heart out. And if I see that, and Malachi, if I see that, then how much more does the father see it? And if I, if it makes my heart joyful to see all of that, how much more is the father joyful? How much more is he like, look at my babies go. He is just, if, if it makes me that happy to be here watching you guys, then how much happier is he? How much more pleased is he? And um, I don't know if you guys think in those terms, but it's important to know that I can't comprehend how much he loves us. But that's what drives me to be here. And here's the thing. I really thought about this. And um, I thought, wow, I don't want to be the person digging up a hole and going, here, this is what you entrusted me with. Not everybody gets that gift to see things that are being done that aren't visible to the eye like that. Not everyone gets to hear people like that. Everybody has different gifts. My daughter, she has gifts, and I just go, wow. And it's amazing to watch her. And my son, he has gifts that I don't have, that my daughter doesn't have. And he, it is amazing to watch him, but none of us has any more or any less. And it's not more than we can handle. God is entrusting us with that. I don't want to be the one digging up the hole going here. I don't want to be that person. That's what gets me here because you're placed on my heart. And what was done for me at the cross, who am I not to show up? And I don't have to do it perfectly, and I don't have to be perfect all the time because God is. That's his faithfulness. When I feel like I'm failing and I'm not doing my thing right, he's not failing. He's showing up. And my point number two is God, the promise maker, is faithful. Hebrews 11, 11, and by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was able to bear bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. Sarah was able to believe God for the impossible, not because of any great human faith or faithfulness. Sarah was able to believe God simply because she was convinced that God, the promise maker, was faithful. Now, this I understand I have people in my life that other people would consider I can write off and nobody would ever blame me for that. And last year, the day before everybody was leaving for camp, I caught COVID and I was down for 12 days. I had people very angry at me and I'm just gonna be honest, I, at, I did not take the vaccine. And 
they were mad at me and they let me know it. And I had one person who I love dearly call me up and tell me they actually had hate in their heart for me. And I thought, 13 years you have known me. Haven't my character shown you who I am? Haven't my everything that I've done shown you who I am? Don't you know me? And their response was, yeah, no, maybe I really don't know you. And I was like, oh my gosh, I cried for days. My heart felt like somebody took it and it was bleeding out and it was in so much pain. And um, I have, I've had people say, oh, just write them off. They're not that important, whatever. But I don't believe that. Just like Sarah, I believe in restoring. I believe in redeeming. I believe when God says he's going to make all things right, I believe that. I don't question that. So what happens if the day bef- if before the day he makes all things right, there's a restoration in a relationship. I don't want to miss out on the miracle. I don't want to miss that. I, want, I would love to see that. Now, currently, I don't want that relationship, and I don't believe anybody should be anybody's punching bag, physically, verbally, mentally. I don't believe that. I believe in strong boundaries. These people, they're not allowed to eat with me. They're not welcomed into my home. They're not, I don't go do things with them. I don't text them. I don't call them. But what I do do is I pray for them, I pray for their family. I pray for restoring. I pray for forgiveness. I pray for my heart. I pray that I don't let the things that are not of God take seed in my heart. I try not to run with anger. I try not to run with resentment or anything like that. And I lay it down at Jesus' feet. And I just, even if I have to cry 20 times, I do it. Because I don't want those seeds of anger and resentment to take root. Because if so... That's going to lead me down a path I don't want to go down. And the last thing I want or anybody in my life wants is me to be a bitter old woman. Let's not, <laughs> let's just not go there. It won't be good. Um, so there's strong boundaries, but I believe God can restore it. I believe God can do that. I do. I don't question that. And um, I was really mad at her and I was like, oh, I can't believe this. And I was mad at a lot of people in my life. And then I realized my battle is not with flesh and blood. There's things going on that I can't see. Then I got mad. How easily was it for them to divide a country? A whole country was divided. What is the enemy's goal? Is to steal, kill, and destroy. And how does he do that? First division is so simple over a trial vaccine. And, um, but I hope, and I hope I work, and I try to be like Sarah, and I have that faith and that belief that God is who he says he is because he's faithful. And um, my final... um, point is nothing will ever separate me from God's love and grace. John 1, 9, 
If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. God's faithfulness means he will always forgive sins. So there's nothing that can separate me from God's love. Um, And the thing is, is I understand what happened at the cross for me. I understand what was done for me. And I know that I don't understand how much God loves us. I understand that it's way more than I can ever imagine. I can never comprehend how much he has planned for us or how much he thinks of us or how much his heart breaks for us. And, but I do understand that his faithfulness will never, it, it will never fail me. He will never fail me. Even when this world, friends, family, even myself and my sins, he, he will never fail me. And, um, Even when I'm sinning and I'm not walking with God, I can go to him and I don't have to hide. Because Psalm 139.8 says, if I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. He never leaves us or forsakes us. And he always has open arms and he's always welcoming us. And all we have to do is turn, repent and turn and come back to the Lord. So wherever you are today, walking great with the Lord or needing little repentance. This is the day to do that. And I serve and I'm here because I love watching people walk with Jesus. It's the most joyful thing in this world. And I'm going to leave you guys, ladies and gentlemen, with three questions. What is God talking to you about these days? Not just this morning, but this summer. What is he talking to you about What are you going to do with the gifts? What are you doing and what are you going to do with the gifts and talents he has given you? And today, where is your faith? Um, I'm going to pray us out. And um, Father God, thank you so much for this morning. I hope that everyone heard you this morning, Father God. We thank you so much for your faithfulness, Father God. I'm so thankful for everyone that's here today and strengthen us in our hope in you, Father God. And I just thank you for this day. Amen. Hope you guys got a ton out of that message. I know I did. If you want to connect with us here at The Rock Youth, follow us on Instagram at The Rock Church YTH. Subscribe to us on YouTube or Spotify by searching The Rock YTH or text The Rock Youth MS or The Rock Youth HS to 33222 for texting updates on everything going on at The Rock Youth. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast feed. See you next time.